0: hey guys today I wanted to go over the last three uh stories we've covered in our current uh, episodes so uh we've gone through the stories of Adam and Eve Cain and Abel and now Noah's Ark so if you're if you're going along with us you'll know exactly where where we are but if you're kind of jumping in in the middle of this or you haven't seen one of the episodes I'm just gonna review a little bit about those three stories and where we're going so we started with Adam and Eve and the creation well, all of creation right so and in Genesis one we read that God creates everything um, each day after he creates uh, a different part of uh, reality in the universe and and the earth he sees that it was good and the only thing that God doesn't see that is good about creation is when he creates Adam, Adam is alone and he doesn't have a partner and because God exists in this perfect, loving relationship with the Holy Spirit and Jesus the Son. Um, he knows exactly what love is and, and that it's not good to be alone. So he created us in his image, meaning he created us to be in relationship with others. He created us to love one another. And so he creates Eve, a partner for Adam, and uh, they, are, they are joined together uh, as a married couple, as man and woman. And, uh, this is where we get the classic uh, classic. I don't know if I should say classic, but we get the line, you know, uh, a man shall leave his family and join with his wife. Um, and they shall become one, one flesh. And so Adam and Eve are one flesh. They are united and, um, they are given everything they could ever want. They are in paradise. They will never die. They will have no sickness. There will be no sadness or tears. Uh, Everything is for their enjoyment, for their pleasure, and they have purpose. They have work. Uh, They are to tend to the garden. They are to take care of the animals. So this isn't just a place where they're just sitting around doing nothing and kind of enjoying whatever. They actually have a purpose, and this is good. This is why we know, or this is why we can safely guess that there will be work um, in heaven. Because we are given a purpose, and we all have passions for things, right? You know, I have a passion for ministry, but a lot of people have passion for medicine or passion. Don't understand why for law, a uh, passion for uh, engineering, um, a passion for whatever it is. Um, you have been given a passion and a purpose by God, and so we will have that in heaven. And this is what we see in the beginning of creation. The only thing that Adam and Eve are told they cannot do is eat of the fruit, uh, eat the forbidden fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Uh, why is that? Well, this is the only command God gives and it's, it's given so that Adam and Eve have a choice to love God or not. You know, if they're just robots and they're told what to do and do it all the time, that's not a relationship. And as I said, God is in a perfect, loving relationship, and he wants to extend that to humanity and creation. And so he offers them He offers them the chance to and, and enter into a perfect relationship with them for eternity. Uh, and Adam, well, actually Eve, is tempted by Satan to eat of the fruit. She does so, and then she offers it to Adam. And Adam knows that he's not supposed to eat it, and yet he does. And so uh, what we see is God, um, because of that disobedience to God and that rebellion, what Adam and Eve are really saying is that God is not God, that they are gods, and they are going to do what they want to do. That is sin. That is like the definition of sin is, is thinking you are God and not doing what, you've, what God asks us to do or commands us to do. And so because of that, sin enters into the world. God looks for Adam and Eve. Um, and they are, they are shamed. They are embarrassed. They're not embarrassed. They're guilty. Um, and they are trying to hide from God. Now, uh, if God is so evil, as some people say, um, if he's so horrible, he could have just killed him right there, started over. But what does God do with Adam and Eve? He, he says, where are you? Even though he knows where they are because he's God. And, um, he asks what happens and yes, he is, uh, he is displeased with Adam and Eve, but what he promises to do next is, um, bring salvation to creation. He doesn't kill them. Um, he actually asks, acts, acts as a father, uh, a perfect father who his children have just disobeyed and they need to be corrected. And there's consequences for their actions. So the consequence for their action is there is now sin in the world. They will die. They're no longer going to live forever. They are exiled from the garden. And uh, Adam is going to have to work for his food. It will no longer be given to him. And Eve will uh, have pain and childbirth. Um, and so they're exiled from the garden. And then that's where we get to the next story of Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel are the sons of Adam and Eve. and This is the first recorded uh, instance of jealous murder in all of scripture um, and perhaps human history. And so what we see is Cain and Abel make offerings to God. Uh, Cain was a farmer and he offered up his fruits and vegetables. Abel uh, was also a farmer but had livestock and he offers up his best animal, best, youngest, cleanest animal because he loves God the most. Cain, his offering is not, it's, it's not that the quality of the offering was not better than Abel's. It's that the, the, the intention, the heart, and the love for God behind the offering was not the same. Abel loves God and holds him as high, uh, the highest priority in his life, so he gives his best. Cain does not love God the most. He loves himself the most. So he holds himself as the highest in his life, and he does not give God his best. And because of that difference in the offering, God blesses Abel, but not Cain. And God is actually displeased with Cain's offering. This makes Cain jealous. And uh, God actually, again, if he's so horrible and so evil, he could have just killed Cain, but he doesn't. He acts as a good father, and he tells Cain, if you let jealousy and evil reign in your heart, it will consume you. Cain doesn't listen to his father's advice, uh, you know, heavenly father's advice, and he lets it consume him to the point that he murders his own brother. Again, if God is so horrible and evil, he would have just killed Cain after killing Abel. But he doesn't. He acts as a good father again, and he asks where Cain is and he asks what happened. And then he does even he does something even greater. He doesn't kill Cain still. He actually says, I'm going to protect you because if anyone touches you, they will suffer so much worse than what you have. Uh, Cain is worried that he's going to be murdered because he's going to be outside of God's protection. And God says, nope, no one's going to touch you because if they do, they will be cursed forever. Um, And so God still protects Cain. Now, in order to... Restore Adam and Eve as parents. They've just lost their second son or their uh, firstborn. Sorry, second son. To restore them a little bit, you know, he, he, he gives them a third son in Seth. And through Seth, salvation is going to come. Meaning, down the line, from Adam to Seth, we will eventually get to Jesus. Uh, it was going to go through Abel, but he's dead. So now it's going to go through Seth. And so this is where we jump to Noah, because from Seth comes Noah, and uh we see at this point in the and we are just in Genesis five and six at this point, um, so five, six chapters into the book of, of scripture, uh, we've had a lot happen. We've had creation, we've had the fall of creation, we've had the exile of Adam and Eve, we've had Cain and Abel, we've had the first the first recorded jealous murder, and now we have about a thousand years of lineage uh all the way to noah and the state of the world has uh increased in evil uh every it says that every inclination of human's heart uh, humanity's heart is evil and the population has exploded and as i say in the episode about noah a lot of scholars disagree or or not disagree uh estimate that the population could be anywhere from 500 million to uh, today uh, current population today about 8 billion It was a lot of people. And so the earth was very, uh, or the creation was ruled and sexual immorality and violence and greed, greed reigned over creation at this point. And so God is grieved. He is deeply saddened by what has happened. And it says he actually regrets creating humans. And so as we saw in Adam and Eve, he thought everything was good. He saw everything was good after he creates it. And now he regrets it. This is quite the, um, the, this, again, I say this in the no episode, it should cause you to pause a bit. God actually regrets creating, this is the first time we see God, this, what this shows you, um, because some people might say, well, he's God, so if he knew this was going to happen, why would he be troubled and why would he regret it? But what this shows us is that just because God knows all things and is all powerful, doesn't mean he's not affected by us and what happens in, in, in creation. He, is, he can absolutely be affected by a relationship with his creation, even though he's all-powerful and all-knowing. So he's not some impersonal God, indifferent God. He's personal. He's very much invested in what's going on in his creation. And because of that, he finds favor with Noah. He picks Noah and he's gonna preserve him And preserve his plan for salvation through Noah. He's going to choose Noah to be the remnant. And so we see that God's going to flood the earth. He floods it. Um, He has Noah create a massive boat uh, as big as the Titanic. And Noah and his three sons and their three wives and Noah's wife and two of every animal, seven pairs of every clean animal are on the ark for about a year or over a year while the earth is flooded and everything is wiped out. And after uh, Noah comes off the ark, we see that he is also sinful because he is the first drunkard recorded in Scripture, and then it results in immoral behavior with his family. And um, this shows us that Noah is not the person who brings salvation, but he is who, at some point, salvation will come through his line. And so what the story of Noah foreshadows and tells us about Jesus is that Jesus is our ark of salvation. You know, Noah climbed into a wooden boat for salvation. Jesus is going to get on a tree and die on a tree for our salvation. And all three of these stories point to Jesus. Everything in scripture points to Jesus. If you cannot read scripture, or if you don't understand scripture, it's probably because you're not reading it the way it was written, which is everything points to Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And so through that lens, we have to read all of scripture. And that, that is the best way to understand is the proper way to understand Scripture. So all three of these stories, we've kind of covered them uh, broadly. Uh, where do we go from here? The next story is going to be the story of Abraham. Uh, you probably have heard of Abraham, um, and it, it's, a, it's a good story, and um, it's got a lot in it. And um, we're going to cover that in the next episode. But if you have questions or comments on the previous three episodes, And those three stories, please let me know, uh, and we will cover more. I will uh, perhaps make another episode if I have a good question. Um, As I said, I'm going to do an episode on the epic of Gilgamesh, I think, and I really look forward to that. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this review. Um, I look forward to doing the story of Abraham with you guys next time, and I will see you later.